This is Agents Influence Podcast. In this new coronavirus world, drone technology allows a way to provide a contactless inspection. In fact, in some cases, we don't need to step on the premises at all. It's like you imagine taking over these assisted living homes, like not sure how comfortable they are right now with like people kind of probing inside. So this does enable that sort of process automation and sort of contactless inspections. You don't have to expose yourself or others to kind of get the inputs you need to help you assess that property. And that's a great use of our technology. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently, change your agency, change your finances, change your family, and in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners, how are you today? Back with you. I don't know if it's Tuesday or if it's Friday morning, but I'm speaking to you who all listen to it before nine in the morning. There's about 450 of you. You guys are absolutely wild. And welcome to Agents Influence. And I love Agents Influence. This conversation with Jason Cass. Today we have Mr. Dan Burton on. You're trying to think to yourself, I don't know this cat. No, that's good. That's why he came on here because we want to project his talent, his knowledge around the world. And we'll do it our best to, to keep it entertaining as we always do because we are the number one podcast in the insurance industry. And I ask any agent, any in other podcast out there, open invitation, show me your numbers. I'll show you mine. Challenge me because I want other podcasts out there to get better than me and others to get better than them because that's the only way that we are going to make forward change in momentum and progress in the industry, the greatest industry God ever created, which is the insurance industry. Dan, welcome to Agents Influence. How are you, buddy? I'm great. I'm great. How are you doing? Thanks so much for having me on this morning. You know, and I, you know, just we'll put the, uh, we'll talk about it to a disclaimer to all you loyal listeners. I don't know Dan. Dan doesn't know me. Um, Dan had reached out. He has a, kind of a unique um, interest. I have a lot of speakers like, or a lot of people, ex CEOs, company officials, people that reach out to me. And I probably tell the majority of them no, because I think they're out for their own gain. But upon talking with Dan, doing a little bit of research, I thought, you know what? This is a guy. He's got some stuff that loyal listeners out there need to know. So, Dan, I appreciate you taking the invitation to uh, join us here at Agents Influence. It's really, yeah, really my pleasure. Really my pleasure. And yeah, like you, I don't know if it is Tuesday morning or Friday morning, if there's any difference anymore, but, uh, <laughs> for all but you I'm know, it's, to be on. it's May and 19th. I, and I, so and I, second, I second, I second your enthusiasm for the insurance industry. That's uh yeah, great, uh, great, great industry that does provides a great product. So yeah, love, love what totally agree with you on that. Yeah. And it does provide a great product. It also provides a great living for those who like to uh, advise and teach people. Real quick, Indeed. Dan, Dan, you an iPhone or you a Droid user? I use the iPhone. I use the iPhone. Do you do you have a horse in that race? Nah, yeah, sure do. Uh, I'm a I'm a Droid guy, and this nice. is uh, this is the question we always ask, uh, just to kind of let us fill you out. We kind of want to know if you're cool or not cool. So far, so far, you're not cool. I, I haven't been cool for many years. Even there's a few years, that, you know, teenage years. I thought I was cool, but I probably wasn't cool uh, that either. So. Do you hate to win or do you love to lose? 
<laughs> uh, uh, hate to win. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is that is that is that targeted towards iPhone users? You know, I feel like no, this no, is, uh, no, 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 we're, a dis- no, no. we're a disadvantaged group. We're a disadvantaged group. You know, take no, pity on us. No, this we is have so few enough. options to choose from. You know, no, that is true. There's a lot of truth there. It would be nice if we had like five of those things, but then we wouldn't choose anything. So, yeah. um, would you do you do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Oh, I think hate. Sorry, I think you said love to. Uh, sorry, I got. I got. Hey, I probably said no, it I think, wrong. I think I'd we. Probably. I think I'd, I'd say you know hate hate to lose, hate to lose, hate to lose. Love Absolutely. to win. Mm-hmm. That's the same way. Think same way. If there were two things that brought you to where you are right now, one of these two things are, are just two things. What sure. would you say has brought you? Um, which one has brought you the most? Would it say skill or luck? Which one? Oh, I'd have to say luck. Yeah, better to be lucky than good. Uh, and I try to be humble about how much skill I actually bring to the table. So I think we've had I've had uh, pl- plenty of good breaks uh, all, all around. So yeah, I'll always just try to be humble about the the meager skills I bring. Uh, and yeah, sure, luck or, or God or whatever you want to say has been been graceful to me. There you go. I like that answer. Dan, take us back to high school, uh, college, diapers, wherever you want to, and bring, and bring us forward. Sure. Bring us forward to where you are now. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll spare you the diapers part. But uh, yeah, just very quickly on me for your listeners. Uh, so, you know, I just very briefly on me, like lived in New York during September 11th, kind of watched everything happen, was living downtown uh, and just kind of saw that happened that day. Uh, a couple years later, joined the United States Marine Corps. Uh, you know, if you want to say what's ah. probably more than skill or luck, the United States Marine Corps has uh, influenced my success. So, uh, you know, was was not a, uh, so, uh, you know, my company's called Drone Base. I was not a drone pilot in the military. I was an infantry officer. So just kind of a, you know, person on the ground. Yeah. Uh, but during deployments to Iraq, Afghanistan, a bunch of other countries in the Middle East, really saw drone technology transform uh, the way we did business in the infantry and on the ground. And, and really what it, you know, this, this drone technology really just democratized and, and broadened access to the air where, you know, when I got in a drone was like a mainframe computer, it was like a hundred million dollar airplane that took off from a runway, it took like 50 people to fly, even though nobody's on it. And by the time I got out of the military, you know, a drone was more like a, almost like a PC. It hadn't gotten to the iPhone or Android level yet. It's more like a PC. Right where I could send a, a infantry uh, person who had not been to college to a training class, they come back with a little backpack drone. Now all of a sudden our platoon of 45 people had a sort of a dedicated air asset. Um, so yeah, wow. got, got, yeah, got out of the military about uh, you know 10 years ago, uh, went to business school, did all my research on sort of drone commercialization, uh, and then you know started a company, our company drone base back in 2014. Um, you know, and I think just to catch up from from there to here. So, you know, I'm the founder and CEO of our company, DroneBase, probably the largest provider of commercial drone services in the world. We've done hundreds of thousands of flights in all 50 U.S. states and 70 different countries. Uh, and, and really, you know, with the goal of getting our customers a better, faster, safer decision uh, from a drone flight. Uh, that's you know powered by our network of drone operators that are all over the world. How are you getting better decisions by drone flight? Yeah, I'd say so. Like for example, uh, in the insurance context, insurance is you know we've 
I, I come from, you know, I, I think we're trying to bring new technology to the insurance industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and again, just kind of core humility. There's, there's, we, we, you know, we don't come, I personally don't come from that industry, but have learned a lot uh, and really appreciate the thought and care uh, for the people and the policyholders uh, that, that people have in the insurance industry. So for, to answer your question, I think what we're typically providing, whether it's residential uh, or commercial insurance, typically we are doing a, a, a drone flight to just get up onto a roof and assess the conditions of a roof and the facade of either a residential or commercial building. Uh, and providing that policyholder or you know that that agent or that insurance company with sort of a triage report on you know what went you know just just a triage report for us that's usually like a four to five page PDF. You can log into our software platform to kind of see your hundreds or thousands of different properties, but just gives you kind of a Google Maps view from you know this morning as well as detailed imagery from like a foot off the roof. Of, of the condition of that of that property. Most typical for us is you know working in a claim context, so after something happened, uh, but we also do underwriting work more typically for commercial and industrial insurance. Gotcha. So you have a firm that you can call, um, somebody can call that needs your service, and then you put them with a drone operator who's certified or whatever in specialty in your business of whatever that person was needing. And usually it's pretty local, I assume, within 50 miles or something. Am I right? Is this how this works? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'd say that we probably even are more involved in the in the transaction than that. So, I mean, typically we're working with oftentimes with the technology company of you know the technology com- VP of technology or something of an insurance company. Uh, that insurance company or the or you know can just literally send us orders to our API. And hopefully, like magic, within two or three days, those reports and imagery will kind of show back up uh, in their system. So, so yes, like, so we'll, you know, to, to actually do the operation, our company, DroneBase, has built the largest network of professional drone pilots in the world. In the United States, for example, we work with a majority of, the, of, of drone pilots who are certified by the FAA. So for us, that's like about 65,000 people in the United States. So yes, and, and you, as you point out, right? If I think you're in Southern Illinois, if that's Correct. right, I Correct. mean, so basically, you're only working with the best professionals in your local area. Um, no one's ever getting on an airplane or driving a significant distance to get the work done. And then How, obviously, yeah, go ahead. excuse me. How, sorry, I didn't. No, no, no. I didn't want to cut you off. Sorry, I was just. I thought you were done. Um, how long until? Maybe five G is going to create this to where you don't need sixty five thousand pilots because they can all do it out of their home, and you only need five hundred of them to do all this. Yeah, look, that's a great question. I think we, we're pretty well ahead of that operational curve. Um, I mean, today, what it looks like is sort of a, a man plus a machine, right? And and our and we layer a lot of automation into our processes, right? So obviously, we're not just kind of making an introduction and letting people figure it out on site. When our mm-hmm. pilots arrive, we already have sort of a mission brief. We've checked and cleared the airspace above that property. When pilots are, are flying, they're using our uh, our iOS or our Android app. Uh, you'll be happy to know. In fact, actually, Android provides a little more power when you're talking to different drone systems. You'll be you'll be pleased to know. Um, but you know, yeah. as pilots are completing that, they're 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 typically running and we're providing them sort of an automated flight plan 
So in many cases, it's a fully automated flight plan. In some cases, the pilot will take control for a manual portion of the flight to just ensure uh, you know, a reliable, repeatable uh, apples-to-apples flight plan, right? So if we've done an underwriting flight and then we do a, a flight after a claim, those images should be taking the exact same coordinates, kind of alt- the latitude, longitude, altitude as an underwriting. So you should get a pure apples-to-apples comparison. Uh, so we sure. try to bring a lot of technology to bear already. Yeah, I think there's certainly like a, a, the, the next steps of this technology are really doing more of area capture, you know, capturing whole small towns or medium sized towns after like a tornado mm-hmm. would come through, for example. Um, but, you know, yeah, I think just for today, there's plenty, we, we bring plenty of technology and automation to bear. And we actually like the human element too. Like we, we treat our pilots as skilled laborers and want to make sure they're kind of compensated as such. You know, I was listening to this professor for a Southern Illinois University at Edwardsville here. He was speaking at a breakfast lunch, and he was talking about how smart weapons, um, the true smart weapons were around in the 70s. And he was talking about how um, you used to have somebody who would be part of the infantry or whatever would be on yeah. the ground, and they would shoot a laser or yeah. something at the thing that they were supposed to drop, the, and the missile would be guided to that, right? Yep. And, and then they got to the point where the super smart weapons, it wasn't so much the weapons that got smart as to what was carrying the weapon. And they said, and then that's when people are in, Col- what is it, uh, Boulder, Colorado, or Colorado Springs or something is where is where they fly a lot of these drones out of. So it just started yep. making me think like like the way you're doing it now is in the 70s, which is, once again, I'm not, I'm not downing that. That's just the way I think technology progresses. And I think it's more regulation and what you can do with what the government allows you. But I can see that person never having to drive to my house, right? Just sitting in their little home office and flying the drone. It's almost like Amazon delivering with drones drones you think that's a possibility yeah look you're you're absolutely not wrong i mean that that, and look you know in the military we still sometimes do kind of you still have to hit something with a laser to make sure it's accurate but as you say yeah but as you say but as you say like the best munitions you don't need to do that anymore obviously um so no I, i think you make you make a great point. I mean, look, the insurance industry is not is is a thoughtful adopter of technology, right? You could say it's a conservative <laughs> adopter of technology. It's slow as um, shit. So it's like we, we do like to layer things in kind of step by step, but like yeah. you know, certainly we you know, we at drone base are really pushing the operational edge of what's po- of what's possible. And and as you point out, that's really limited more by regulations and technology. Mm-hmm. I mean, today, uh-huh. right now. I could already do a broad overflight of an entire uh, small city, but there are FAA regulations that make that hard, right? So so the technology is actually probably 10 to 15 years ahead of where the regulations are. Um, Yeah, and I think, again, like we we try to come with core – I try to approach this industry with some core humility. Um, I think that we are still best when we're sort of integrating with insurance carriers and and integrating with kind of adjusters and what they're – best at. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we're, we're really focused on, and, and look, this is even more relevant in this kind of coronavirus and, and COVID-19 world, right? But I, I do mm-hmm. think that, you know, as we think about the kind of the best adjusters, the best use of their time, you know, we, we are probably much faster, more affordable, and sort of more accurate from a technology perspective in the field. And, you know, yeah, you know, I, I think where, where we work best is when, as we're pairing with kind of the top 10% of adjusters and just delivering them the correct image set, you know, time after time after time where that adjuster could go through not just five or six, uh, you know, adjustments a day, but more like 
50 or 60 or 80 or 100, right? So, right. you know, just sort of like, it's sort of just getting people to focus on the most value-added tasks that they can bring. And I think that the, a, a drone capture of a, of a roof especially uh, has is just demonstrably you know better more affordable more accurate than what you would get uh from from a human having to go up on a roof you think amazon will be able to deliver with with um drones i do no i mean i do i I, again i think that they technologically are there already it's just the regulatory frameworks are more difficult i think for them um they will do that in a very last mile way where they'll get like a van kind of out to a neighborhood and then sort of get all those like within ah. a mile. Uh, I, I think that's how they thought about it is kind of deploying multiple systems gotcha. simultaneously from a van. Um, that's probably the right way to do it for them. But no, I think delivery, delivery is absolutely part of what this technology will bring. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. No, it will. It will. And that's where, you know, that's where I, it's great about drone base and stuff like that. And a lot of us insurance companies are using it and stuff like that directly to agents. You've got a lot of CEOs and C-suite people who are using this, but also the power of why I wanted you on this podcast was so that you could get into the ears of normal agents so that they can push the carriers to say, Hey, you know, whenever we get these crazy inspections back where we know the inspector really didn't do what he's probably saying, because when we go out there and look at it, it's differently. Right. Um, where, where we will like your expertise because us agents, we're very simple thinkers. We don't think like you guys do of this military stuff and these drones. In the <laughs> we, we just think about how to best to protect them and we like to know the cool stuff. So yeah, where do you think that this technology um, – where do you see your business in five to ten years? Where do you see the drone industry and business? Insurance, outside insurance doesn't matter. Where do you see this going? Yeah, absolutely. I mean uh- – I would I see where I you know the way I see this technology and the way I see drone based kind of pushing this technology, you know we really see us as an enabler of people who are deep subject matter experts in their industry. Uh, again, I know many insurance agents uh, and know we deeply respect their ability to build relationships, their thought and care around, you know, taking care of a family or a business throughout that family's life or that business's life. Um, you know, in no way, we, we try to approach this with some core humility that we're good at certain things and, and uh, the insurance industry is excellent at certain things. I think what we are best at, yeah. like I said, is really like, what is the most value added use of, of your time uh, as an insurance company or as an insurance agent, right? And, and we're, it's probably it, yeah, I could probably make the argument it's 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 not uh, you know we, we I, I just think that ultimately we can we can free that agent up to provide again better safer faster more affordable uh, data and imagery collection that you feel like is 
correctly done every time comes back to you within about 24 hours, costs less than it does to put a human being up up on a ladder, uh, and really just focus all of your efforts to you know serving that um, that end customer. As you point out, I think that what you'll see. So, for example, you know after the recent kind of hurricanes, uh, sorry, after the recent tornadoes in Tennessee, and there were other some others recently kind of throughout the South. You know, our company, Drone Base, is able to kind of get on the ground faster than any other inspection company. We're working with local pilots, and we're able to do hundreds, hundreds of different sort of inspections and provide image sets for adjustments. You know, that let families who literally their houses just got destroyed get paid out a claim faster, and and that's a great use of our technology, right? And we feel so proud about that because we're actually benefiting like American families, American individuals. I can only imagine you're freaking locked at home right now and you've got a hole in your roof or your whole house is destroyed. I mean, that's, it's just, even in this coronavirus situation, it's not like natural disasters are going to stop, right? These policies mm-hmm. still need to be uh, adjusted so that family can get kind of paid and back on their feet faster. So, you know, I think we've already seen drone technology kind of step up the ability of, of carriers to deliver value to their policyholders uh, in these sort of natural disaster situations. See, I'm interested because I live over by St. Louis and yep. one of these – I'm writing a huge – or I'm quoting and taking over, I should say. A very large uh, nine-location, 14-building um, uh, assisted living facility. Right. Uh, most of the building values are anywhere between five to $15 million. And I have to go get in the car. I have yep. to drive two hours, and then I have to drive to each one of these things, take these pictures, and do look around, and then come back. Right? Right. Like this would be so much more valuable for me to just be able to just give this and the the, the addresses to you and say, "Hey, send me back an inspection report on what you see there." I mean, that uh, would be so. I mean, that's, be so much better. that's literally how customers use us, right? And I just, again, it's just a question of like, what's your, what's the best use of your time and your skill set? I mean, again, you just send us a spreadsheet, and in our software platform, like Magic, a proper inspection with you know full on top down maps, like you see on Google Maps from this morning. You know, geo referenced imagery, so you know exactly where each one was taken. Uh, we could even call out some of the anomalies that we've seen on on a roof or a facade already. Uh, and look, oh, by the way, right, and, and just, you know, frankly, I think that we we already, as we had gone to insurance carriers, we, in the past, like, 12 months or so, we really feel strongly that we are, you know, demonstrably faster, demonstrably more affordable, you know, truly more reliable. Um, but frankly, in this new coronavirus world, uh, drone technology allows a way to provide a contactless inspection, right? We do not need to mm-hmm. enter the premises of a, of a facility to get up on the roof. In fact, in some cases, we don't need to step on the premises at all, right? I mean, right. it's like if you imagine taking over these assisted living homes, like I'm sure, not sure how they would feel. You know, I'm not sure how comfortable they are right now with like people kind of probing inside or having to go inside the problem. I'm not how sure you even want to go in there, right? So Correct. this this does enable that sort of process automation and sort of contact contactless inspection. So not only do you have to not get in the car, uh, but you you know you don't have to expose yourself or expose others to kind of get the get the 
inputs you need to help you assess that property. Well, and I also think another additive is, is you are going to inspect it better than I am, right? You already understand what insurance companies a lot of times are looking for. Right. Um, and, and I think it would look impressive um, to my underwriter to be able to use, hey, look, we already had some inspections done of the property, blah, 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 blah. That's going to make an underwriter like fall over and faint that an angel would actually <laughs> do something like that, you know? Right. So right. no, good stuff, good stuff. And Dan, I am actually interested in talking to you about this. And because we do write in seven states, I mean, man, this is something that, you know, it does create a lot of time. So maybe there is something we can use. And and, and I'm glad that uh, we're able to get your name out and get people, you know, introduced to that. Because I don't think we actually realize that like we live in a small town in Kansas and we're thinking, yeah, but there's no way he has somebody that can help me. Well, with that network you talked about, there's a damn good chance you have somebody that can get there, you know? So that's I pretty mean, cool. There, yeah, no, look, I, I, and look, again, that's that's what we built the company for. We built, it, we built it to be at scale, you know, not just for cases like you where you're spread across seven to nine states, but we built that same thing for that individual who's like in that small Kansas town. Like we... We've had to painfully, methodically for the past seven years really build up basically like a imagine like a 5G coverage network of what our of what our pilots can provide. Right. Like that's the way I think about it. Like, where do I not have where can you not get signal from us? And at this point, we cover the entire United States because honestly, for our enterprise customers, you work with the larger insurance carriers. You work with some of our customers in energy. If you're not everywhere for them, you're nowhere. Uh, but that same benefit extends to that person who's in rural. Can- I mean, it's true, right? If it's like mm-hmm. if, if somebody wants to roll this out nationally, and you're like, "Well, I got a dead spot in like a northern Wyoming," it doesn't really work, right? It's like they, if you, if you want someone to adopt the new technology, um, it has to be broadly applicable. There can't be these dead zones. Um, and you know, our we we've invested pretty heavily to get ahead of that. But but no, I mean, and that's that's why I think scale to us means being able to serve both. Being able to serve companies that are truly national, that are multi-state, but also come bring value to that individual, uh, you know, individual uh, in small town in Kansas. I promise you, we could get to them. Promise you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, unless, there's like a, unless there's like a major airport right, you know, fifty feet away, um, <laughs> we'll get to them. No, that's that's fantastic, man. That's that's great. Hey, um, I don't know. I'm I'm guessing here because we don't know each other. But leaders are readers, and readers are leaders. And you seem like that you're a leader, so I imagine you're a reader. What are you reading at this point in time right now? Oh man, great question. Um, what am I reading right now? So it's a little, yeah. So I I I, I, t- I attempt to be a leader, tr- try to do that. And yes, as you say, you should always be uh, should always be learning and sharpening your pencil for for uh, everyone mm-hmm. who's who's on your team. Uh, actually, so right now I am reading about uh, you know the the it's a it's a book called The Great Influenza. It's about a hundred years. You know, it's funny these about a hundred years wow. ago there was this there was the Spanish flu. Uh, mm-hmm. Just about a hundred years ago, kind of nineteen eighteen, right at the end of World War One. As sort of uh, American troops were getting back from uh, World War One, the, the, this kind of Spanish flu broke out. I think it was in the Midwest. I think it actually was in Kansas, and then kind of slowly spread around uh, the United States. It was kind of a devastating pandemic. I mean, not really appreciated and not really a well remembered event. Um, right. But it's kind of like we're back now, going through this once in a hundred year um, epidemic, uh, and so just trying to understand kind of lessons learned and and how 
you know, what, what happened then when there was obviously much less communication, much less contact, basically no guidance given whatsoever. Uh, and, and probably not as much of a focus on like, you know, hu- human life. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting contrast from a hundred years ago. It is. It really, truly is. Funny thing is, I never heard of the Spanish War one time. I'm a history guy. You oh, so hear about the Spanish flu, the Spanish flu, Spanish, Spanish flu, not yeah, the Spanish yeah. War. I, I was going to really say, I, you hear of the Spanish War. You yeah, yeah, exactly. Of, you know of the Ford car being created. You hear of the Wright brothers. You know of World War One. You know of the Great Depression. Teddy Roosevelt. I've known of all this stuff, and then. All of a sudden, now I start learning about this Spanish flu, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and it devastated. And it's just, as you said, it's something that we've just um, we've just forgotten. It was something that we really just haven't talked about because I think we just kind of assumed it is a one in a one hundred thing. Just getting get just getting your um, opinion. You think that we'll fall into it again in the next ten to twenty years? I, that's a great question. I mean, um, you'd look. It's it's something to yeah. No, I, I think it's. I think that it's just like the last big epidemic happened about a hundred years ago. This does feel like a crazy once in a hundred year event. Um, but you, know, you talk about reading, you know, like Lenin once said that like uh, some sometimes nothing happens in decades, and then sometimes uh, decades happen in a few weeks. And these past couple of weeks felt like a few decades have happened, right? And I, and I do think that wow, for all businesses. Yeah, I think for all businesses, frankly, we, we do need to contemplate like what does life look like on the on the far side of this. Uh, and again, just again from a from a humble approach, uh, I think we've always been respectful on on the drone side that that of, of just sort of the sacrosanct nature of um, uh, you know an adjuster or an agent working with their end policyholder, just kind of sitting down around like a kitchen table or just getting in person and spending time with uh, you know that that end. Uh, policyholder, uh, how important that interaction is. Uh, but, you know, we got to think about what technology can we bring to bear because now that that sort of extensive in-person interaction might feel like more of a risk or something. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think it just trying to imagine what the world looks like on the far side of this and, and get ahead of that is, is important for, for, you know, all your listeners and frankly, technology companies like us. And I do think just technology in general lets you do things, you know, in a better, faster way if it's, if it's doing its job right. Yeah, that's great. That's great. You know, just to add to that with this crazy that you're reading that book and and I would ask that, but one of the things I think the reason why I think it's going to come back in five to 10 years or 15 years is I think of media hype and all that stuff like that. But I think it has to do with our, it's something deeper in our society. It's something that is there that I think if we take a look at the fact that we are so protective of the very, very few and willing to sacrifice so many others for that very few. Think about the Spanish flu. I don't know what it killed, like 60 million people or something like that. I, it's, it's an obscene amount of number that, that they it, killed. It was, it was a much larger number that would have, you know, we would just, and it was 100 years, it was a different time, right? Where, yeah, unfortunately, right, it was like child mortality went way up. I mean, that's, but yeah. the people were more accustomed to having, you know, eight to 10 kids. It just was, it was a very different context of sort of human life or the expectations around, you know, safety and longevity. 
But when you put numbers to it and numbers never lie, it looks like that the fact of the reinfection rate, and once again, I am not for, or I'm not these radicals on this. I'm just looking at this and thinking right now and thinking when the, uh, the um, survival rate of this thing is 99.999.8 and people who get infected, I mean, the amount of them actually recovering is very, very, very high. I start to realize that this will happen again in five to 10 years because we now have come to this point in our society where even if it's going to affect a little bit, we're going to lock down the country. And 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 I'm not saying that's good or bad. That's not what we're here for, loyal listeners. Not here what we're here for. I'm just asking him a question of, would you see this in five to 10 years? I would honestly say no. But then I know the times we live in today, they didn't have social media back then. They didn't have a way to instinct fear in everybody. They did, newspapers and other things. But um, I think that's interesting. That's very, very, very interesting. That The first time I've really kind of thought about that. Yeah, really look, and, it, and, and I don't think that you're wrong in the sense that um, the, the even like the slightest whiff of an issue in a year or five years is going to get blown to, to a large proportion, right? Even if it's not on mm-hmm. the scale. But I, I think, you know, what I think we feel good about at, at drone base is that we, we honestly feel that in times like these, when everyone is locked down, like we, we actually have been able to kind of extend people's operations. So look, if you're not able to hop in the car and get to seven different States, like we can do that, right. When we can do that without extensive travel or, you know, any exposure inside of the premises or even setting foot on the premises in some cases. So we, we are, we are lucky in the sense that our company is mostly software engineers who are already capable of working remote or working from anywhere. But I would say we are deeply sympathetic um, to people running real world, world operations, right? Whether we're serving folks in insurance, commercial real estate, energy. I mean, to us again, like just the insurance context. Like if you are locked, if you are locked at home and a tornado blows a hole in your roof. Um, there's, we have to get that person's policy adjusted. They have to get right. paid on that claim. Like it's just unacceptable that they, they are you know, already in a tough situation to, to not help that person out. So if we can help extend people's operations. You know, we, we feel really proud to, to do that right now. So yeah. I can I, tell. I, yeah. So, I mean, I, and yeah, and I, and I hear you that this might happen in the future, but like we, we want to be an enabler of people when you feel like you're just locked down that like hopefully like magic we can kind of keep your operations alive um, in a time when it's tough to get out there. Thanks for your time, Dan. I greatly appreciate it, Ben. Um, here's what I want to give away from you guys with Dan. I think this is good. He ended it perfectly, and it's that whether it happens or not, they want to be prepared. You know, they want to be a part of the solution when the problem occurs. And 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 kudos to you for that, Dan. Dan, is if people want to reach out to you, how could they reach out to you? Find you? Where, what should where should they go? Yeah, I think the best place to go is just dronebase.com, and you can take a look at our site. And even it's really simple to place an order. Uh, but look, I, I I am I'm the founder of the company, and I, I'll always happily talk to a customer. So I'm just Dan at dronebase.com. Keep it simple. Uh, so if you're you're not not hearing from anybody fast enough, just reach out to me, and I'll make sure you get the right answer quickly. Fantastic! Once again, thank you, Dan. And here's the thing that's great, and that's the thing you should be thinking about. He said, 
we're here to help meet the needs based on the technology we can provide. And if it happens again, we're going to even be more ready. And I think that's something, a lesson that you guys can be learning. Um, I am personally going to reach out to Dan. I think there's a lot of things that can be done here. Um, I, I don't know the cost of, of what Dan what Dan provides. And you guys can reach out to him as well. But in the size of the accounts that we're writing, this is going to be a very economic thing. And I believe it also gives me a leg up over the other agent um, and to the uh, other companies to be able to say, look at the underwriting we've performed. Look at the money we've spent up front. I say it all the time, listeners, and this is important to remember. There is somebody that you are sending applications to or you are putting information into a system and they are sitting in a skyscraper in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, Houston, wherever. And they're looking at these applications you gave them and they're trying to make a decision that could cost their company millions upon millions of dollars. The more clear that you can make that image the better you're going to get as a proposal, the better coverages, and most importantly, the better rate you're going to get. Think about it. They're there to decide risk and manage it and try to put a value on it. The less they know, the more uncomfortable they feel, the higher the rate. If you don't think that that's true, then you're not able to sell commercial insurance like you should. We give description of operations, summary of operations, summary of all. I mean, yeah, and, and we don't even use the accord forms. We do. But that's not what we consider to be a submission. It's things like drone base that are now going to become part of our repertoire. Um, be sure to ask me about it in six months or a year. We'll see if we're still using them. But it just makes sense because I am telling you right now, I am dreading going and having to drive two hours <laughs> and then literally. And here's the thing, loyal listeners, even if it was right here in my backyard, I don't want to drive to nine locations and, and look at 14 buildings. I mean, not only do I have other things to do, I just don't want to do that. And neither do you. So check out dronebase.com. Hey, man, I really appreciate you coming on, Dan. Um, and uh, hopefully uh, you become a big part of the industry and you can help out people like you have. I feel it in your, like you say, you appreciate my energy. I greatly can see that you're a straight geek in this stuff and it takes geeks to get things done, man. So that's good. Well, thanks so much. Thanks so much. Yeah. And, and the drone geeks appreciate the insurance geeks. And, uh, you know, with our powers combined, <laughs> we can bring something great to the customer. That's right. We should start our own little Avengers group. In the, meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, Agents Influence, you're a loyal listener. Go to loyallistenershirt.com, loyallistenershirt.com. Um, I am selling those shirts. I paid for it with my own money. I'm selling them for $25. All the money that we get, we're sending to PPE, um, are sending for PPE um, protection equipment to our front line. That's what we're doing. So loyal listeners, go to loyallistenershirt.com. I created this for you, loyallistenershirt.com. And in the meantime, this has been Jason Cass with Agents Influence Podcast. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's Burton. And we're out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? 
and you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.